1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. Well, a beautiful day here in New York City. And to add to this beauty, we have an extraordinarily beautiful guest with us for the entire show, actually. She is Emma Hemming-Willis. But before we meet Emma, I just want to bring on a woman who is also beautiful inside and out, my producer, Laurie Houston. Hi, Lori.
2: Oh, hi, Jane. <laughs> How are you, my
1: <laughs> lovely? <laughs> well. Um, so, but Lori, we have a great show today with Emma, and let me tell you a little bit about her before she comes on. She's perhaps best known for her days as a model. She graced the covers and pages of magazines like Glamour Elle, Mary Claire, and Vogue, to name but a few, and she can now be found spending most of her time navigating work and parenting her children with her husband. Now, most men think they are action heroes, and they want their wives to think they have movie star looks, but in Emma's case, her husband really is an action hero and a movie star. In fact, the star of all five diehard movies, as well as like a thousand others, and that would be none other than Bruce Willis himself. But enough about him. Let's turn to the lovely Emma. Emma has recently produced a platform to speak with new moms and dads about the trials and tribulations of parenting, which from personal experience is probably the hardest job ever. It's in the form of a great blog, emmahemingwillis.com, that tells us everything we need to know on the subject and more. And I urge everyone to click onto it, but please wait till after the show. And as a mother of two very young children with Bruce and a stepmother of three daughters, Emma focuses on trying to find the perfect balance between work and family, trying being the operative word. And having gone through that three times myself, I say amen to that. Now I'd like you all to meet the fabulous Emma Hemming Willis. Hi, Emma. Welcome to the show. Thank Hi. you so much for being with us.
3: My pleasure. I'm thrilled to be on.
1: Oh, so nice to have you. You know, I'm a, speaking of motherhood, my oldest son, Alex, was born this month, although 38 years ago, you know, the world's longest labor was like three days. And I think if men ever had to go through labor, there would be no children in the world. Well, maybe if your husband could, maybe your husband could withstand the pain, but most men could not. Oh,
3: no, I, don't so. <laughs> I, don't so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Believe it or not, probably not. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I I
1: wish in those days I had a blog like yours because I had no idea how to raise an infant. You know, for example, I used to rush Alex to the ER whenever his temperature reached like 98.6 and a half. Um, Things got a little easier after my second because I waited until it got to 98.6 and three quarters. But by the time my I came along, uh, years later, I was a seasoned mother. And if it hit 102, I just gave her some Tylenol and put her back to sleep. So
3: <laughs> you learn,
1: right? But we didn't
3: have a blog like yours. You do, yours to you do, do, do learn.
0: <sighs>
3: yeah. I mean, you know, my blog is definitely not about um, me doing it right because I'm learning as I go. Um, it, it's basically just to start a conversation with, with moms of, you know, this is what I did when my daughter had 103 fever. Um, you know, this was kind of the steps that I did to break her fever, this, that, and the other. Um, but really I always sort of end my blogs with a question to moms and dads, you know, what did you do? Because I'm always up for learning, you know, new, new tricks, um, and you know that's what I, I love about the blog. It's um, just opening up a conversation, and um, I mean I'm just not. It's just about exchanging you know ideas and and tips. And like I said, I, I don't know everything. I'm still a fairly new mom. I have a, a two year old and a four year old, and you know I'm, I'm learning as I go.
1: Well, I think that's important that you have feedback and you know from so many others that you don't feel like you're alone. And I think years ago you felt like you were the only mother in the whole wide world, you know, and you're the only one whose child had a fever or you're the only one whose child didn't eat or the only one. I mean, all the all the issues now that are so open. So it's important that there's this Mm -hmm. communication that can help us mentally, physically and emotionally (laughs) and spiritually.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, when Mabel was was born uh, at four weeks old. We traveled to Budapest. My husband was working on a diehard there. And, um, you know, I didn't have a baby nurse. I didn't have a nanny. And it was just, you know, my husband and I and we went to Budapest. And, you know, we were there for, you know, a good two months, I want to say. So I didn't really have any friends or family to, you know, run things by as I was, you know, learning how to take care of a newborn and um, I actually turned to social media, you know, Twitter and Facebook to ask for tips and advice. And um, you know, the feedback I got was was great. And you know, that kind of prompted my my blog, um, yeah, just to start communicating with with other moms. And you know, I was so grateful to um to you know random strangers on you know, all these social media networks that. You know, reached out and, you know, gave me a tip here and there because it really, it really helped.
1: Yeah. Now, we are going to talk about all about your blog and your inspiration for creating it, but let's talk a little bit about your childhood. What was your own mother like?
3: Um, you know, my mother is, uh, she's from British Guyana in South America, and um, she's great. I mean, she's, uh, you know, a, a loving, um, supportive you know mother that I you know I really look up to and I really aspire you know to to be like um, my mother and father were married you know they divorced when I was around you know six and my you know my mom raised me and um, you know had three jobs and you know did what she had to do uh, to support you know me and and her and she always did it with a smile on her face I don't know you know how she did that but But she did. And, um, and yeah, you know, she's just she's a a great inspiration to me. And luckily, she lives close by, you know, we live in New York, and she lives in the city. So, um, you know, it's wonderful to watch her as a grandmother now.
1: You know, I'm always hoping my kids will say something as nice, as you said, about your mom. You know, I'm always thinking that maybe one day they'll say, Mom, remember when you sent us to school and we told you you weren't feeling well because you had a meeting that day <laughs> and the nurse sent us home? <laughs> and I'm thinking, yes, probably thinking that is a really unfit mother you have, <laughs> right? So. <laughs> we we learn we learn absolutely and i remember my daughter the nurse called me and i go i was in a meeting i was working at town and country at the time magazine and i was in a meeting right and she called me and she the nurse said oh mrs michael you have to come running up here i think your daughter has appendicitis she was about five right and i i race up um taking the west side highway almost you know getting in five accidents on the way So i'm thinking oh my poor poor baby she's lying on the nurse's cot moaning and i said "Elise, are you okay she is not really not really my stomach is killing me there's a, oh you know er immediately as soon as we get in the car emma and Lori, she says you know mom i'm a little hungry i said hungry what hungry for i i, I thought you're having horrible stomach pain she goes yeah but i'm kind of over them and i'd like some chowder i said what kind of chowder she goes you know the queenie clam chowder <laughs> like, wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they have a way of, of getting you if you if you stray they have a way of bringing you back right so
3: oh yeah no i, I know all about a, a four-year-old that are already somehow doing that to me so yeah I've,
1: they're I've very clever careful. they know how to push buttons too which is quite amazing oh, yeah. right yeah. They, they already know it Absolutely. four, which is it is a little bit scary so how did mm-hmm. you start to model how was that journey
3: um, you know, my uh, mother, when she was uh, in her you know younger years, was a model and um, had contacts within the industry. And um, I, you know, it just kind of happened. We went in for um, a meeting with a modeling agency in Los Angeles, and you know they took me on. And then soon after that, I entered a modeling contest in England, uh, in London. Was was a contest that, was, that British L was, was running at the time, and uh, entered it and won. And that's kind of really how my career started. So um, my mother's family was you know, from London, well from British Guyana, moved to London when she was about 18 years old, so all of our families in London, and uh, you know, moved to London and started pursuing uh, my, my modeling career there, um, went off to Paris. You know, Milan did the whole circuit, and then in uh, 1999, I moved to uh, New York, and um, and then you know here for uh, you know, gosh, 11, 12 years modeling. Um, So I had a really long and steady career. Uh, You know, I wouldn't never say that I was a household name. I think people within the industry knew me. People who were not in the industry probably did not know you know who I was, but it didn't matter. I think that's what gave my career such um longevity. Did a lot of, you know, catalogs and, you know, commercial stuff, which was great. It, you know, definitely paid the bills. So um and I had a great a great muddling experience. You know, you always hear these horror stories and, you know, I was very lucky. Um, I I, I really couldn't say that I had um, I don't really have a bad story about, you know, the 16 years that I was modeling. Yeah. Um, And probably because my mother was close by, you know, my mother was very much a part of my, you know, career. Um, She was, she was with me for a good, you know, good portion of it, you know, during my teens and into my twenties. So she was always around and helped, you know, guided me and, um, and I guess protected me basically. So nothing, no one could mess with me.
1: Well, that's important. My goodness, you sound like you have a wonderful mother. And you sound like you're a wonderful daughter, which, which is also very nice. I have well, a daughter, too. And yeah, as I, I she talked about. Always... You have girls, right? So, and, and I remember yeah. when I was pregnant with Elise, and somebody said to my husband, You are about to become a hero. Because I think mm-hmm. girls love their daddies. And I, I just noticed on, online, yeah. I saw a picture of Bruce and Mabel the the baby yeah. or yeah and he was uh, in the water with her he seems like a great great father as well
3: oh he's a great dad i mean he's a you know he's a he's a hands on you know dad which is great you know because um i need all the help i can get and um you know he loves he loves his kids he's you know got five girls and um, and he's a he's a great dad he has fun with them they love him you know they know how to get what they want from him. Um, he's a big softy for his girls. For how did you meet him? Um, we met in Los Angeles uh, at our um, training uh, facility. A uh, trainer named Gunnar Peterson. Uh, oh, I know Gunnar. Now I think yeah. he, he trains all like the Kardashians and I think mm-hmm. at one point like Jennifer Lopez and um, I was working out with him for gosh a while and Bruce was coming in, and our our paths were crossing, and um, it wasn't until, you know, probably two years later after meeting him, we went on our, our first date, and um, the rest is history. It was like 10 years ago, which is crazy to think, because it feels like it was just yesterday.
1: Yeah, time goes. Time goes very quickly. I tell you, I can't believe it's almost the end of summer. I'm still somewhere in April (laughs) mentally. I must. I must say, no. And and you also helped create some fragrances, right, with your husband, two for men, one for women. And I was reading that his first uh, fragrance, Bruce Willis, was nominated for a Dove Star Award, which is the Oscar of of fragrance. For those who don't know, and how did all that come about? The fragrance.
3: There was a company in Germany that approached, you know, Bruce and um, they're basically similar like, um, like to Avon. Um, You know, they have people that sell and sort of work their way way up the the ladder of, um, I don't know, like the more that you sell, you know, the more commission sort of comes your way. LR has a a similar concept Um, and they had approached Bruce and, you know, he liked the idea And, you know, got me involved and we started creating these fragrances together, which was so fun. It was probably one of these first projects that we ever worked on together. Um, And, yeah, we created these fragrances together and they went on to, you know.
1: Went on to fragrance history.
3: Exactly. It was um, kind of hard to believe, but, uh, yeah, it was great. Now, I,
1: I, I must ask you, and I'm sure all the listeners are thinking this too. You know, most of us are married to men who, who think they are, as I said, you know, movie stars and they act as such. But what's it like to be married to a, a real
2: movie star?
1: <laughs> is it, do people stop you on the street all the time or do you kind of get used to that? Or is it, you know, it's.
3: Yeah, they stop Bruce on the street all the time. There's definitely not a day where we're walking down the street and someone, you know, doesn't say, yippee kaye. Um, They think they're being very original, but like three (laughs) people have already said it prior to them. Um, uh, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, you know, Bruce is Bruce and people are always gobsmacked when they see him. Um, But I think what, you know, what drew me to him is that um, he is not, I don't know what you would think a movie star should be like, or would be like Um, he's very down to earth, funny, funny, Easy to talk to, um, you know. So at home, he's really just papa, you know, to his girls and um, and you know my husband. So I want to say that there's like something amazing and different happening at home. It's really, um, really nothing different happening at home um except you know we just notice it when we're out on the street and he gets stopped or the paparazzi wants his picture or whatever it is um but um but yeah he's very very dead to earth and and he has a know, great, sense of, has great sense
2: of
1: humor and i've noticed yeah very wry sense of humor he's very very funny when i've seen him on on talk shows and you know if 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 my husband were ever a movie star, I'm sure he'd, he'd pull the movie star card like I'm famous. You can't argue with me. So, But you know what? If you really are, as you said, a movie star, you don't do that. <laughs> At least Bruce doesn't, don't which, do is, that. <laughs> which is good. Yeah. My husband's a you, lawyer. He has no that reason excuse. to do that. <laughs> you can't use that as <laughs> excuse with you. I have a feeling you can't, no. right? Um now you had you had mentioned that he has um five daughters and I know his his uh, three um his three daughters his his oldest daughters um your stepdaughters and I know I saw rumor on uh Dancing with the Stars and and she was amazing and and I was looking right. the camera kept flashing to you and Bruce in the audience and I think he was scaring the hell out of her partner and he was giving him these mean looks like you better win or <laughs> uh-huh. else and and I'm convinced he frightened off all the other contestants. Um,
3: yeah, definitely.
1: Was well, she won? But she was absolutely amazing. But I think his his looks <laughs> had a, had also. You know, oh, we're not we're not messing with him. <laughs> it's yeah, yours. No. Um, but um, but before we talk about y- y- your babies, of course, who you just said are much younger. Um, what's it like being a stepmom? You know, you sort of married into a a, a ready made uh, became a, a mother immediately.
3: Yeah, I mean, I you know, I would never say, you know, a, a mother more like maybe like a guardian of some, you know, some sort um, as they have, you know, they have a mother and they have a father. And I just, you know, came in, um, you know, wanting to have good boundaries, I think, was really important for me. Um, did not want to step on anyone's toes. Um, but I also came into a situation that, you know, dare I say, was... Um, I mean, I hate to say it easy because I've heard all the stories, a lot of horror stories about, you know, um, a girlfriend coming in that then becomes a wife and there's, you know, stepchildren and an ex wife involved. Um, I I've heard terrible stories, but I, I don't have that. I didn't have that same experience at all. Um, but I think, I think it was, it, you know, maybe just how I approached it. Um, you know, you just, what I just stood back and sort of just let things evolve. And, you know, my relationship with, with the girls, you know, evolved into something that was really special. And it, it, it happened organically. Um, and because I feel like they were so open to it, I think, you know, at the time, you know, his daughters were so young. I mean, Tallulah was probably 12 years old when I, when I met her and she's, um, you know, 22 now. So, um, you know, I think for all three of them, they just really wanted to see their dad happy. And um, they knew that I made them happy. So they were thrilled with that. And um, and I think that's why I think it, it, it worked. Um, and, you know, it was a good training because I went through the teenage years with Great. them. Which was <laughs> lightning, <laughs> scary, and, you know. The eye rolls, the tongue clicking, the
1: eye rolling, the- <laughs> professionals at that, the sighing as they click the tongue and roll the eyes, for sure. Girls, everything is kind of a really big deal for girls. I mean, boys are sort of into sports. Oh, you know, they sort of let it go. The difference between boys and girls, especially in the teen years, you could really, you know, boys don't really care as much, you know, they just sort of excel, as I say, at sports and they sort of take out all of their um, whatever, their stress on the the playing field. But girls are different, so... So you have uh, you you speak from experience, <laughs> I must say. Yeah, I do uh, your your second daughter Evelyn Penn, was just born this year.
3: Is that right? No, uh, two years ago. So she's two. two. Um, I have a, okay. a four-year-old and a two-year-old, so they're okay. twenty-five months apart. Um, Mabel is uh, April Fool's baby, and Evelyn is a Cinco de Mayo baby, uh, believe it or not. But um, but yeah, two years apart, and. Uh, and they're giving me a run for the money, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> they are highly dramatic as well.
1: <laughs> oh, the, the drama already. is, the, the drama never ends. Yeah. It just never ends, trust me. Even as they get old, well, you know, you have all ages, but it, it does, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, but you know, I love that you said, and, and there's a, a quote from you, that you've quickly come to realize that motherhood has been the greatest gift of of all and your energy and passion has now been diverted and bestowed upon these, you know, wonderful little beings and who have come uh, your source of inspiration and the basis for every decision you and Bruce now Make And I think that's that's very well said. And also that motherhood is rewarding. But as you just were talking about, it's also demanding and and challenging. And, you know, Emma, I know some of us do try to do it all. And I remember um, years ago when my daughter was in nursery school and I took my first sort of foray into super motherhood. And I got up very early. I made the kids, you know, organic steel-cut oatmeal with hot maple syrup instead of, like, a frozen Mm -hmm. pancake that wasn't even quite defrosted. (laughs) And, you know, Mm -hmm. made sure my husband left the house wearing these same color shoes. And I rushed my older son off to school. I took my little girl to nursery school. And then I was back at work, and I was thinking, who says you can't do it all? You know, I obviously... I obviously have, and just then the phone rang, and and I never forget it was Mrs. Butters from the nursery school, and she said, "Mrs. Michael, is everything okay in your house?" And I said, "You know, why? Of course, you know, why do you ask?" And she said, "You seem to have sent your daughter to school in her pajamas." So I said, "You know, <laughs> so much for." Super motherhood, you know. I, I don't know if it's if it's possible. And, and I also remember I was at I was at Town and Country at the time, and I, I would uh, spend some days working at home. And as soon as you're home, and as soon as you try to do something, you know, the kids would fight and scream and yell, and it was I was mortified. And people at the other end would say. Uh, do you have children? I said, oh, no, no, you don't understand. Some, you know, coworker brought her very, you know, disobedient children into the office. And I go, oh, God, you know, we feel very sorry for you having to deal with that. I said, you know, you have no idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's always, it's always trying, right? But you think there is uh, something as superwoman as far as having it all? I, I don't know.
3: I don't know. I would really like to meet her if you find her um, because I would love to pick her brain. But no, I mean, I just feel like it's a constant, you know, juggling act. And, um, you know, I, but, you know I, I just try and prioritize and just always go back to my list of what's what's most important to me and what's most important to both Bruce and I I's family and everything else filters below that Um so, yeah, I mean, but it's a constant, you know, juggling, you know, juggling it all. You know, I'm trying to, you know, raise my family, be a good mother, good wife, um, trying to, you know, work, um, trying to be a good daughter, a good friend. It, you know, it's hard. And then there's times where I definitely feel like I'm failing at times in certain, you know, areas. Um, but I'm trying, you know, I'm definitely trying. Like, I feel like we all are. Um, To excel, but um, you know we all
1: feel uh, guilty. I think about something. You know, if we work, we think we should have stayed home. If we stay home, we should, you know, work. And um, you know, it's it 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 kind of never ends. I think guilt is is part of. I think if you look up motherhood, you'll you'll find guilt is a synonym for that. Because you always feel that there's something that you're either doing or not doing that that you should be. So I was just
3: going to say that was actually I think one of the first or second entries that I did on my blog was about mother's guilt. And I remember, you know, putting in mother's guilt to Google. And I think, you know, 15 million <laughs> hits came back on mother's guilt. You know, I mean, it is a big one. Um, and and it, it plagues me a lot. So I have to write a post on it. I know it's, all of them. You probably fields.
1: saw my picture next to it. I'm sure,
3: <laughs> if you, if it <laughs> it, it, was, it was there too, right? But
1: that's why, you know, going back to your blog, it's 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 helpful to uh, read your posts and and hear the advice and and again feel that you're not alone when you go through this experience. Uh, When my kids, you know, as I said, my oldest is 38, we didn't have the the computers, we didn't have the internet, we didn't have anything in those days. And, and uh, it it was difficult uh, to to know if you were doing the right thing or what you're doing. And and of course, today, things are different. Um, Years ago, we could actually we gave our children blankets. Now today, do you give your daughters? Did you give your daughters blankets in their crib? Um,
3: you know, with my first daughter, I did not. She had no bumper in her crib. I <laughs> really sort of by the book, you know, at that at, well now by the book is, you know, very um, intense, you know, you don't do this and don't do this and blah, 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 blah. With my second daughter, I definitely eased up. I put a bumper in there. Um, you know, she has many lovies in her crib. Well, she's two now. But at the time, you no, know, yeah, you know, you, I just sort of think, you um, my nerves settled a, a little bit, not all the way, just a little bit. So um, yeah, they have, they had, they had. they should want Evelyn had blankets. Yes, she did.
1: And, and she's fine, right? I'm sure she's fine. Cause I know when my son, I have five year old little identical twin granddaughters in my, and when they were in the crib, my son said, Oh no, no, no blankets. And it was a crocheted blanket that I'd put on. Well, their entire body could fit in through, any of the loops, but it was still, <laughs> I said, there's no way that they could suffocate from one of these blankets, I, I assure you. And I'm not sure that the bumper that they couldn't, I mean, I'm not sure what the theory was that they could um, climb over it and fling themselves out of the crib. I don't know if they could have even stood up at that point. But, yeah, and, I, know, I, I, mean, I think
3: it's like, you know, a suffocation hazard and, oh, right. you know, the bumper putting their face. Too close to it, but as they do get older, Evelyn is a perfect example of she has used her bumper to hoist herself up over the crib, um, and she did this actually just a oh, couple nice. weeks ago. So the bumper has not been removed because that is nothing scarier than right than, um, seeing your child, you know, go over the rails of, of yes, and also the car seats. I think I remember
1: they um, you can't bring your child home from the hospital unless they have. A car seat in the car, and I'm thinking, how about those parents that really don't want this child? And they go, "Sorry, we won't have a car seat for 12 years. <laughs> so, can you just oh, no. take care of them?" <laughs> That's one way of yeah. having daycare for the first whatever, right, until they could sleep.
3: Yeah, no, car yeah, absolutely.
1: Seat. Now I was um, reading some of the, I mean some of the, the recent tips of uh, in your blog and uh, you have all kinds of tips and tools and advice you know for feeling um, terrific and looking terrific and and as I said they cover just about everything and you have a summer just a, an idea of the 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 variety you have a summer savory galette and room to grow lemonade stand and art projects 101 um, I know that you you like to do crafts with your children did you are there any in particular that interest them that keep them busy
3: you know everything that i do with my kids it's always sort of like a no fuss approach um you know i have a a craft basket at home that just has really basic supplies that i love because you know when i see them getting bored or restless or i have to you know make a phone call or you know if it's you know make lunch or cook a meal you know, I can bring, you know, the craft kit down and put down, you know, paper with watercolors or, you know, glue with some, you know, pipe cleaners or googly, you know, whatever it is just to keep them, you know, occupied. So, you know, all all of my crafts, anything that I do, anything that's on the blog is very easy. Um, you know, I am not the most artistic person, but it really doesn't take, I mean, literally, if I can do it, anyone can do it. It, it doesn't take a lot to put together a great you know, a great craft. You know, we were away in Martha's Vineyard um, a few weeks ago for our summer vacation, and you know, I brought paint, you know, out there uh, with us and paintbrushes and whatnot. And you know, we collected shells and rocks of the beach and brought them home. And I just, you know, had the girls, you know, sit on the porch and and paint them, and you know, that kept them, you know, occupied for for a while. And you know, we brought them home and, you know, like these rocks are in their room and we have these memories and, you know, they're just very simple, you know, simple, basic stuff. That's why it's always like an art craft 101 going on in my house. Um, you know, nothing too, nothing too difficult.
1: They like that. They like the simple things. It's not, I don't think you have to get very complicated, as you say. I think half of the time the kids like the gift boxes more than the actual gift inside. <laughs> so they can play with anything.
3: Right, I, I think uh, so. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, once it's unwrapped, I mean, the girls, you know, are in, you know are in the boxes, and it's become their, you know, little castle or their car, or, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I mean, kids are, you know, they're really they're, they're really simple beings.
2: Right. Exactly.
3: And um, you know, my kids love art, and it does not have to be complicated for them to, you know, enjoy themselves.
1: Now, are they good? travelers are they good on a plane or they 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 sleep?
3: Oh, uh, sleepers? Well, <laughs> my Ish? youngest is a great sleeper. Um uh, my my eldest not so much. You know, she you know, I wanted to co-sleep with her and you know, she's still in our bed every night. I cannot get this child out of our bed. Um you know, I breastfed her for a long time, so she's become very sort of dependent on me as um, her sleeping mate <laughs> and my husband. So, uh, you know, that is, it can be a little difficult, but I love it. She won't be in our bed forever. Um, but uh, so on planes, you know, it's really about keeping them occupied. I have, you know, a roster of um, snacks that I bring and, you know, these are the times when I think that it is okay for them to, be on an iPad. Um, I make sure that they are charged, you know, and ready to go, you know, for them. So, you know, I can keep them in their seat and, and belted in when they need to be belted in and walk them around when, you know, they're, they can be, you know, when the seatbelt sign is off kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's about, I have to be very prepared when I get on a, on a plane with them, um, you know, just to keep peace on the plane with our fellow passengers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I remember I was on a plane once, these children were screaming, and, and, and this uh, the woman finally stood up, and, and all the, the passengers are grumbling, and she goes, look, you only have to listen to them for two and a half hours, because they were flying to Florida. I have to live with these children, so <laughs> please, be a little more
3: sympathetic. <laughs> so. I know, I know. I mean, you know, it's a different thing. Once you have kids, and you know, you hear the screaming child on, you know, on the plane, it's... You know, I, I'm the one that wants to go help now as opposed to just being like, oh, I can't believe the screaming child. It's, you right. know, it's a whole different thing once you a whole you, different, a whole you different a mindset
1: child, when, you when you have your own. And I, I remember when my, the, the twins were just born and my son and his wife took them to Barbados. And of course they forgot a change of clothes and diapers. I mean, it's first time parents for little babies. They they didn't think of that. And of course, as soon as they got on the plane, they, they, they both threw up at, at the same time. And, you know, the, the diapers were filled immediately, and they didn't have a change. So they spent the entire <laughs> flight naked, wrapped in airplane blankets <laughs> until yeah. they landed. So, but the things you remember, and you tell. You mortify your children. I think parents live to mortify their children, actually. But um, you tell these stories, and they just um, you know they, they happen. And every parent can kind of agree and shake their head and tell their own, which you know we all we all have legions of them. So. Um, yeah. So are there uh, specific posts that you enjoyed uh, writing about, specific recipes? I mean, is there any posts that that you can think of that you really enjoyed?
3: Um, you know, I did one at the beginning of the summer, I want to say, which was the Survivor theme park, um, which I really enjoyed doing because I, I love Disneyland. I love the theme park, and um, it's definitely a different thing when you go with children. Um, So it's about how to be prepared for, you know, anything and everything. So, you know, one of the tips is, you know, try not to squeeze everything in, um, you know, from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. I mean, you need to have, you know, some downtime. If you have, you know, young children like I do, you know, we went to Disney World um, a couple of months ago and, you know, we made sure that, you know, we, were able to schedule, you know, a three hour sort of downtime rest period for both the girls. And it just wasn't for them. It was also for my husband and I who were, you know, absolutely exhausted, you know, after lunch. Um, so that was nice because it really sort of helps, um, you know, with the inevitable tantrum that will come at some point, you know, during your, you know, theme park um, experience, Um you know so if it's from you know having making sure you have snacks and you know water and your sunscreen and your hats and you know whatever whatever and you know, there's just so Oh God things bless things you Emma for taking
1: taking children you are a superhero you and your husband are super heroes for taking <laughs> your children to a theme park because that uh, you I imagine? mean Oh, I, that, that's like my worst nightmare I I can't even first of all I hate it myself so I you know I sort of said theme park no no I'd never take you but my husband loves it so he could why not you know so he, he was willing to go I mean oh for him great adventure is like fantastic because he loves the rides I mean oh well we are gonna take a really quick break and when we come back if you could stay with us a little bit longer we'll talk a little bit more about your blog and also about your not-for-profit organization on the other side of the break so stay with us everyone we'll be right back you're listening to the jane wilkins michael show on iheart radio talk
2: as listeners of our iheart radio talk show know jane wilkins michael is one of the foremost experts on all things health beauty and fitness jane has just released her highly anticipated new book long live you a step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before in it she shares a collection of advice tips and personal antidotes along with lifestyle suggestions from some of the world's top beauty, health, and fitness experts, many of whom have been interviewed on this show. Are you hoping to make positive health decisions, improve your emotional well-being, establish a support system, give something back to your community and the world? Jane's new book will help you look years younger and also live a longer, healthier, happier, and more beautiful life. You can order Long Live You, your step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before at your local bookstore or at Amazon or barnesandnoble.com, where it's available for delivery or as an ebook. Or go to Jane's website, janewilkinsmichael.com. Now, back to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show.
0: Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins Michael's Show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Jane Wilkins-Michael, and better than before.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to The Jane Wilkins-Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I am here with Lori, as always, and the wonderful Emma Hemming willis talking all about children and uh we just left it at amusement parks and she gets the gold star at the purple heart and every single award for actually going to an amusement park with her children even though bruce willis her husband was there too and i'm sure he was able to uh, but how did you i'm sure people came up to him in the amusement park they must have dragged him every which way
2: (laughs) you had to hold on to him too
3: Yeah, well, it's actually interesting is that, um, you know, we were there, it was over spring break, and there were so many people. And people are just thrilled to be, you know, at Disney World, and there's so many things to look at and attractions. And, you know, everyone's eyes are everywhere else, except for what's sort of happening right in front of them at the moment. So people are walking right past Bruce and not even really noticing him. And, you know, so that was actually kind of great. Um, You know, we had a and and, and, uh, it was a time it really wasn't it really wasn't an issue um yeah and of course some people definitely you know spot him and whatnot but um but it was it was all it was all good
1: it was, it was all good. You both, You came back, all of you safe and sound, so that, that's a good thing. <laughs> until, until your next we one. you survived. You, you survived, right? Now, Emma, your love of children has extended to your nonprofit organization, and uh, I believe it's called For Room to Grow, which is dedicated to enriching, as you say, the lives of babies born into poverty throughout their first critical three years of development. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Um, you know, Room to Grow um, is... I was, when we, we relocated from the West coast to the East coast. And once we, you know, were settled, I was looking for um, a charity that I could get involved in and room to grow just somehow just magically appeared in, in front of me. And I really loved their mission. I love what they're doing. Um, and you know, I, I couldn't sign on fast enough. And I feel like it's been, I've been with them for probably, you know, a year now. And, um, and they're just an inspirational organization. I, I really love I really love what they're doing. and um and I'm thrilled that I can you know be a part of it. And I'm thrilled that my my kids can be a part of it. Um, you know, i I try and do things with them, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we were away. Um, we did a, a lemonade stand, um, you know, with the girls, and we raised money. We didn't raise a lot of money because it was, you know, a dollar for you know a cup of lemonade. Um, But we raised enough. So, you know, my I'm going to take my daughter to, you know, Target in a couple of days and, you know, she'll be able to pick out two presents um, and we'll bring it into Room to Grow and, you know, be able to pass it on to, you know, one of their one of their children there. So that that's that's exciting. I'm happy that they can, you know, learn about giving back from an early age. I feel like that's that's important.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the posts that I mentioned, Room to Grow, the lemonade stand. So that is one of your posts. If you go to com, you can read it there as well. So if we could just go back to your personal everyday life in, in greater depth. I, I imagine that, um, well, since you met Bruce at Gunnar Peterson, I, I think that you both have a very intense workout program. I don't know if that's enough, but do you, do you have an exercise program?
3: Yeah, I do. I mean, I um, it's really important for me to carve out, you know, an hour of my day. Um, not every day, you know. I have I have my limits. You know, I try to try to at least get uh, a workout in three times a week because um, I find it's very good for my energy level, for my mommy brain that I suffer from terribly. Um, and you know, at the moment, you know, I go through phases. So if it's you know working out in, in the gym with a trainer, but right now I'm I'm really into spinning. Um, I like it because it's 45 minutes, which I can definitely fit into my day. Um, you know, you go into these classes, it's absolutely horrific because it's, you're hot and you're sweaty and you're out of breath, but it does the trick. And, um, and you know, you know, at this point I feel like I do it more for my head than I do for my body. If that even makes sense. I don't think that, you know, I'm not no, a, it a model, absolutely. so to speak anymore, but, um, For me now, having my head clear is definitely um, more important to me. So, uh, working out is definitely helps. Definitely helps. So I I like to spin. You know, yoga. I try to change it up. Bar method, um, and that's about it. You know, spin is great.
1: Spin is. um, I never thought I'd like spin. That was like my nemesis along with the stairmaster. Uh, Do you work out with
2: Bruce?
3: Yeah, we do. I mean, we used used to work out, well, before we had, you know, our our two kids, we used to go to the gym a lot together. Um, And, you know, we still do if it's, you know, play tennis or, you know, go for a walk or, you know, whatever that is. Um, But he doesn't spin, so he's not in those classes with me. He's more of a, you know, weight training kind of guy. Um, So we have, we don't work out together as much, but on occasion, you know, we get in the gym together.
1: Now, when he trains for a movie like Die Hard, does he have to? I mean, is that a special program that's different than what he normally does?
3: I wouldn't say so. I, I you know, I think Bruce is, is just genetically fit. You know, he's never, I don't think, had have, have to really work that hard um, to maintain sort of his physique. But uh, when he is training for some, you know, or if he's a, signing on for an action movie or whatever it is, I mean, yeah, I think he definitely maybe adds a few more workouts in there, you know, that week. Um but yeah, I mean, he like he likes the gym. He likes going to the gym. Um so it's not difficult for him to sort of um either tone it back or tone it up if he needs to uh depending on what the film is.
1: I just have enough trouble without even thinking of films. I get exhausted just watching a fil- watching him in the film <laughs> so I can imagine what he has to go through.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. uh, now, do you, uh, do you do you have a, a special diet? But well, how do you now? We'll talk about uh, ki- food for children, which is my big nemesis. Because you realize when they go start school, it's the fried bologna balls. Even if you give them ra- brown rice and quinoa at home, that doesn't always follow with school lunches even the best even the best of the private schools the lunches are not not what i think you probably serve them at home but how is uh the diet for you and bruce then we'll go with the kids
3: we are not good at our diets (laughs) you know we eat we we eat very well at home i mean i'm not going to go crazy and say that you know we're having fast food no we definitely are not a fast food family um you know, I love food. I love going to restaurants. I love trying new foods. Um, you know, I am not on any kind of, you know, fat free, dairy free diet. Um, but I think, we, you know, we watch what we eat. We just make sure that what we're eating is, you know, healthy, organic, um, in season, you know, is a, is a big one for us. Um, and you know, sometimes we'll get the Haagen-Dazs out at the end of the night. You know, I just I feel like everything in moderation. Um, you know, even with my kids. Um, so you know, I, I I know what I'm feeding them at, them at home is good for them. It's nutritious. I know that when at some point when they'll be having school lunches, where it should be nutritious as well. I know that it's not at school, but I don't feel that bad about that just because I know that at home there I know I know what they're eating at home is is good and and good for them um and you know I just I think kids should be kids too and they should enjoy pizza and have a hamburger and some french fries and you know and and enjoy childhood um but yeah because they're going to eat the
1: sugar anyway if they go to a friend's Party and I never gave and Alex was a baby. We were living in in Paris actually, and I never gave him sugar and I never gave him. I thought if they don't get the taste when they're young, they'll never develop it. That was the theory back then. And when my mother came to visit, of course she gave him. Well, I never gave him white bread either, a baguette and and ice cream, and I was horrified. And after that, it was ooh, ice cream. <laughs> bread <laughs> yeah, I know. so you know they're going to eat it anyway so i think if you uh, you know that's uh, they are and as you said the best thing is to give them a good um a good home a good diet and and then go from there and they'll know how to make the right choices because they are going to be tempted and you can only do so much you can't follow them can't follow them around forever although i'd still like to hold their hands. I think they're a little too old for that. You know, they reach a stage where you know you're you're always their mother, <laughs> no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that's it. You try to do the best you can, and hopefully, hopefully it works. Now, you also mm-hmm. talk um, a lot beauty. You have some beauty posts, for example, a coconut hair mask in your blog. Do you have any special beauty regimen?
3: Um, you know, I'm a big fan of coconut oil. Um, that hair mask actually was a a favorite one of mine just because it's so simple. Um, but you know, as for a beauty regime, it's very, you know, very simple. Um, you know, I remove my makeup with coconut oil, you know, at the end of the day, um, I, I use coconut oil on my body. You know, if it's, if I'm very dry, you know, I use it on my, on my face, um i kind of use it everywhere i also use it on my children um we love coconut oil in our house um but you know other than that it's it's very eh, i don't know I, I just i don't i don't really buy into this whole idea that you know you need to spend a lot of money on your beauty routine um cuz i really, you know i i did at one point i feel like in my you know 20s 30s i was definitely you know, thinking like, oh, this you No know, Chanel eye cream is going to do wonders. But I don't know if it's really doing wonders. I've never really been blown away by anything. So I just really take it back to the basics. And coconut oil is, you know, for me, something very basic, um, not expensive and works. Um, and it's simple, it's simple. I, I don't have time to, you know, use 20 different creams like I used to in my 20s, because I had the time to, you know, do that. I, I don't have that luxury <laughs> anymore with, you know, two small kids running around. So um, it just has to be simple and effective and uh, and quick.
1: Right. There, there was a great blog that I, I read online and, and she was talking about it's like 13 things that as you get older, you shouldn't really care about. And one of them was Nobody really cares what mascara you're using. I mean, they don't know if it's a $50 Dior or a $3 Maybelline. Don't worry about it.
3: Absolutely. So so when you say coconut
1: oil, as a cleanser, I mean, you know, you you buy some very high-priced makeup removers. And as you say, coconut oil is probably just as good, right? It's
3: just as good. I mean, you just sort of, you know, slather it on your face and then, you know, run your... Um, face towel under you know some warm water and remove it and that's it
1: do you eat <laughs> it too through.
3: they say it's good for whitening teeth you know, yeah you can um it's, it's pulling you can pull pulling, with right. with coconut oil i have tried it um it's 20 minute process they say i lasted about 30 seconds <laughs> so pulling is not it's not for me um, but I like the concept and yeah, I mean, coconut oil, you can eat co- coconut oil. You know, we, I, I use it to cook with as well. Um, it's a, it's a great, all, it's a great all purpose oil.
1: And you eat dairy. You're a girl after my own heart. I tell you, I like oh. dairy. I'm, I'm, everybody's trying to get me off of dairy, but Hey, you know what, you know, and I, I laugh with Lori and I tell her I'm an utter failure, but cause I eat dairy and cheese you know life is not worth living without cheese of some sort
3: (laughs) but i love cream i yeah i you know i think the the biggest change i made was you know just switching from using half and half in my coffee to whole milk that was like a big deal for me um but i've gotten used to the just milk and not having half and half in my coffee anymore i'm okay with that um but yeah you know I've, i've like the idea of maybe cutting out dairy and cutting out sugar and you know carbs and doing that whole thing, but I just, I just can't. I just In
1: principle. It, it sounds good. It sounds healthy because sugar is not supposed That's to be supposed good. To but you know, it's like you still have to. Uh, and and half the people who are on gluten free don't even know why or they have no idea, you know, they don't even know what it is. What it means. So As I as I tell a story, I ask someone, what does it mean to be gluten? What is gluten? She said, it's the stuff in the wheat that makes you fat. So I said, hmm, I don't think you know what gluten really is. So. Mm. <laughs> but, but they were gluten-free. They were gluten-free.
3: No, there's, I mean, I, I remember, you know, a, a lot of kids being, um, you know, or parents, you know, having their kids being, you know, gluten-free. But I think you have to really be careful with that because, you know, there's tests to see if, you know, you should be gluten free or not. Um, I think that when you, this is just from what I've heard and read that when you um, take away gluten, when you don't need to, that sometimes that causes more of, a, of an issue down the road. Um, I don't know how true that is, but I thought that was interesting that, you know, sometimes taking out gluten isn't always the isn't always the right thing, isn't always the best thing. Um, But, you know, I get gluten-free crackers for my kids, but I also have regular crackers, you know, in the house too. We're not like a gluten-free family, but there's some things that are fine without gluten and other things that are. So, like I said, everything in, um, in moderation.
1: A lot of times it's the wheat. That uh, that's the causes the allergies, not necessarily the gluten's. Um, and uh, you know, you look in, in any market, and uh, the gluten-free oatmeal, for example. You know, oats are theoretically there is no gluten in oats, but an oat might have touched something that has gluten in it. So for two dollars more, you can have gluten-free oats, and I'm not sure that necessarily is. unless again if you have celiac disease it's one thing but for the average person if one of your oats touches a a, something else i don't know if that's so awful for you to eat it i don't think you're going to get any sort of reaction (laughs) is what i'm saying so (laughs) all right so in our final few moments emma could you just leave us with a few personal words to live by that have kind of kept you centered all these years
3: Um, Oh, gosh, you know, I'll just take it back to motherhood, because that's, you know, sort of where I am in in my life. Um, You know, I think it's really important for um, us moms to go with our instincts um, and not to let outside opinions and chatter sort of um, get in the way of, you know, how we raise our children, what we feel is best for them um i really have learned i think the second time around too, uh, that i know i know what's best for myself i know what's best for my family um comments or criticism of you know how, what i'm choosing to do with my 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 children are I, we we push those out and um and you know it's really about what my husband and i feel is right for you know our our children and not someone else's opinion. So um, yeah, go with your instincts, go with your gut. And I think it will always lead you in
1: the right direction. In the right direction. And, and my rule of thumb is life is supposed to be fun, right? That's the, that's rule number one. <laughs> so enjoy, enjoy. It, it goes safe. by very yeah. quickly, especially when your kids are little. They grow up very quickly. So enjoy every moment. Emma, thank, thank you so you. much for being with us. Um, everyone, you can uh, see read Emma's blog at emmahemingwillis.com. Sorry, Bruce left you out there. Shouldn't <laughs> So, and thank you again. It was fun and, and uh, you were a great guest and, and come back and join us again.
3: Thank you. Thank you. That was lovely. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, it's our pleasure, everyone. That's our show. Thank you again, Emma. Thank you, uh, Lori, My Laurie, as always. And thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins-Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before.
0: Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show?